from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hey, uh, hour number two, here we are. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Breaking Gun, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, and Shriner, who uh, you can hear on this very radio station at a more reasonable time during the uh, midday. I enjoy the docile tones of his lovely voice you as I drive over. You actually listen to my garbage? You know I do. I know. I've texted him a couple of times, and, uh, you know, on the way into work. Uh, my big thing now is criticizing everybody about the vaccine cards. They're like, oh, if you have vaccine, come on in. Vaccine, you've been vaccinated, come on in. You, y'all, y'all are killing us. You, you want to know the biggest complaint I've heard about the vaccine card? What? It's hard. It to don't duplicate. fit in your wallet. Right. It doesn't do that. Why couldn't they just make it a normal size? Well, now there are some states where you can take a picture of it with your phone, and then right. that way you can just have it on your phone. Okay. There was one. Uh, there, there's one place in Texas they made the PDF available, so you could identify an authentic vaccine cart they're like don't use it for any nefarious purposes but if you would like to identify be able to recognize yeah. a card uh, here is a clean pdf of it you can download the only conspiracy part of that whole uh card thing this past week that caught my attention was uh apparently uh father and son and then a florida couple oh, yeah, yeah. both got to, caught they went going to hawaii, hawaii with uh their fake cards and i went how do you know they're fake? And if they are, who's investigating oh. that crap? How do they know well, that it's oh, fake? No, here's how here's how you know it's fake. The children were five and seven. They didn't. Oh. They couldn't get the. They shot. can't get the shot. No, but I mean, uh, what what agency looks at you and goes, uh, "They're fake"? No, it was. Uh, I think it was the airline or something or, or travel as they were going into Hawaii. Uh, yeah, they were. They had. To, they were showing their their cards and they go, and "Here's the cards for our children." And then the person was like, um, "You can't get it unless you're 12 years old." I just... So they. And the th- the issue is they had cards for the kids. You yes. Fr- yes. Oh, you can't screw fraudulently up. use a government seal. It's not that they filled out fake cards, but there's either a CDC or something a logo on there. If there's a CDC logo on it, and you put fraudulent, that's the problem. If you use it fraudulently because of the seal, that's how they're busting you for so it. So if you just as do a, a little- as a crime, I looked it up this week. The FBI Gosh. does consider it a crime if there is a government seal yeah. on the document. That's the crime. So if you change uh, CDC to CBC, and then you change the eagle in the background to, like, yeah. let's say, a turkey, because no one goes to pay attention to it. They're like, okay, there you go, Mr. Smith. Go ahead right. and but go. The, the whole issue is what then you're hearing is you need the vaccine card. You've you got to be vaccinated. Like, there are states like New York. You can't. A family with a child under 12 can't go to a restaurant right now because the child can't be vaccinated. They're not allowed inside. It's not an issue of whether or not you've been vaccinated. The issue, really, if you want to prevent the spread, is are you currently infected? So they should be doing, when they go, well, you can either be vaccinated and show us your card, or you can show us a negative test within the last 48 hours. That's what you've really got to do is make sure everybody's negative because people that are vaccinated are having very few symptoms. They're catching COVID. They have the same viral load in their nasal pharynx, and they are spreading it. That's yeah. the issue. No. And, and that and that is yes, why no, by the way, that's from Fauci. Yeah, that is. And and, and that is why yep. uh, G five feeding outdoors has officially run out of Ivermectrin. No. <laughs> so Yeah, I looked that up today too, after yeah. you mentioned that. Uh, yeah. there's all kinds of warnings popping up 
Man hospitalized after taking livestock feed store ivermectin for COVID. Yeah, yeah there's, oh, there's one <clears throat> because he's overdoing one. it. One, yeah. There's one. My sister Nora, after her fishing trip, you know, she was feeling a little pukey, a little not too goodish, and went to the doctor, and they said, you got some Kobe there, honey. And they, she said, what do we do? And he said, here you go. Here's a prescription for ivermectin. Go home. Sent her home with it, and, uh, you know, her little pills, two days later, bing, she's back at work. Done and done. So uh, they went back, did a little testy-testy. No, you're good. You're all fine. Go ahead. Go. Bye. Get out. She works for the government. And so, you know, they're all, like, icky-dicky. You know, you can't come in here if you're, like, uh, without paperwork and, you know, your passport and everything else that you're going to have to and, need. But. And that's the part that scares me right now with the, the viruses, you know, how many people are getting it that do not – if you weren't vaccinated and you got fairly sick, you know you're sick. You know you shouldn't be out gallivanting around. But when you turn around and, oh, I feel fine, I got a little headache or something like that, you you continue your daily life and right. you continue going out and but about. But how do you know now that it's not the flu or the you cold? Don't. It's you flu don't. or cold season in Florida when you got all these Yankees come down here. Well, there are no bringing... cases of the flu. We're down to oh. a couple. Uh, seriously we're down to a couple of well not and and take this with a grain of salt because doctors usually if you go in they're like oh you got the flu here go home take this for your symptoms they're not actually testing you Mm -hmm. but there are doctors that do it and the number of tests that are going through the the you know that are being reported to the government and I, i looked at the cdc website every couple of weeks we're down to maybe 20 25 cases nationally a week i thought that the uh it detected both uh, when it did the little nasal swabby thing in the hopper. It, it did the flu and the uh, COVID. They did the same thing. Well, the reason why I brought on the COVID thing, coronaviruses, but yeah, I got on the uh, whole COVID thing because as you've as you've listened to the show the past couple of weeks, uh, the anti side of the hunting community has been using COVID. Uh, you know, doing the release where they've uh, tested now deer have COVID. And, you know, they're, they're tested positive for it, so much so that uh, states are now starting to respond to these accusations. One of the first being your state, your home state, Pennsylvania, that's telling deer hunters, look, <laughs> there's no evidence, but they have to come out and give you an official report. You know, it makes these states do this where there's no evidence that deer can spread COVID-19 viruses to humans. Well, see, they're just saying that they haven't proved that it doesn't. Or that hunters are at the risk of contracting the virus from consuming venison. Because remember, that's how the antis kind of said, you know, uh, you know you're going to get it. You know, you're going to get it if, when you're out there and they, they a deer coughs in the woods or uh, as you're cleaning it or maybe even when you consume it. Um, but they're saying, look, dude, just it's the same precautions that you would if you're going to do with uh, chronic wasting disease. Just be careful in what you're doing. You don't have to worry about it. And the thing is, is that they're making all these states now have to put out these statements to say that you're not going to get it from a deer. No, they said half the therapeutics. They didn't have scientific data that says that they work, but we knew they did. Well, hence because the they did they never did any scientific studies, so yeah. they haven't done any scientific studies to say that deer can't carry COVID. One uh, third, uh, according to Nature.com, one third of white-tailed deer in the northeastern United States have antibodies against SARS-CoV-2, a sign that they have been <laughs> infected with the virus. Sure, 
now now they have the antibodies <laughs> and they're all fine. And then, then another one, uh, I don't have the journal up in front of me, was like there is no evidence that deer can transmit COVID to humans. Yeah, and then uh, but but you got to remember the antis put it out there just to plant the seed. Listen, you know that oh god, all these new hunters that we acquired over the past year over the COVID shutdown. Oh, look at here. You didn't know about this part. You know, you, know, you can get COVID if you get out in the woods, maybe, perhaps. Uh, maybe. I don't well, know. There's no evidence. We're just saying that maybe there could be. When the first whole thing started, people were talking about house cats and tigers and everything oh, yeah. else. Your dog. I mean, your yeah. cat is, is probably cats, closer to your cats, face. The tigers. Yeah. The, this your this dog reminds licking. me of the conversation I had with one of my youngest daughter this week about the her getting told that if she stands in front of a microwave, she's going to get radiation poisoning. And I looked at her and told her, I said, do you know how long you would have to stand in front of that microwave? What is it, it, like 1972 all over again? Right. Yeah. I, you remember the old warnings at the old 7-Elevens, man? If you got a pacemaker, you know, hey, microwave in use, bro. You got to warn them. You got to warn them. Otherwise, you're not going to fall right over. So maybe then, your daughter's onto something. I, <laughs> you didn't teach her that when she was young? Chicken cutlets glow in the dark? Yeah. You didn't teach her? Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> but, but from somebody that's been around all that stuff and everything else, yeah. No, she would have to stand in front of it for about, oh, 25 years. Let but me ask yeah. you, do you, use, do you use gloves when you clean deer? No. Do you use rubber gloves at all when you clean deer? No. What about hogs? Yes. No. What about turkeys? No. What about doves? No. Nothing. So you don't wear gloves of, of any kind when you're out there uh, dismembering any kind of. Uh, no, and, and I know a lot of people who do when they're cleaning hogs. Do, do you, Bruce, Bruce Do you wear your gloves? Yeah, I usually wear gloves. I used to wear gloves for hogs, especially, but I did wear gloves when I hunted uh, in Missouri because they do have chronic wasting disease in some areas up there. So that's the only time I ever wore gloves. The, but then all of a sudden they find out that, you know, with the bird flu and uh, the other sires and stuff, that you can get it from migratory birds. I don't think I've ever, ever used it cleaning doves. The, the reason why most of the issues that you have with the brucellosis and this and that is, is if you have an open wound. And I have cut myself so many times when wearing a pair of rubber gloves. I go in there. I'm like a banshee, okay? I'm, I'm good. And those gloves do not give me the same grip that I get when I just use my hands. So more times than not, I put a slice through the glove, through my finger when wearing rubber gloves that I don't do when I'm not. Do you wear them when you're doing it? Uh, the rubber gloves on hogs, yes. That's more of a request from certain family members with everything that I've had going on <laughs> over the last 18 months that, you know. Just as a precaution. So you only used but them I, in the last 18 months? No, I mean, I would use them on hogs, but deer and stuff like that, no, I don't never. I would only use them on hogs for the most part, not because of any births. I wasn't really worried about births. I'm more worried about the ticks getting off of those critters and getting on me than I am any bloodborne stuff. Mostly I wore it because with hogs, especially in the summertime or anywhere else, they just it gets so greasy. I mean, and the gloves, those blue nitrile with the little grippy things, you could get a little more grip on it and stuff. I just didn't like walking around all night with, you know, hog lanolin all over my hands all night. Because no matter how many times you wash it with Dawn or do whatever, it's still there. It just doesn't come off. And with deer, Clorox especially, clean with, up, baby. especially with bucks, 
if you've got one that's in the rut who's all, you know, tarsal gland up and stinky pinky, man, all over the place, you get that stuff good on old, your hands. Good old Clorox cleanup in the spray bottle, and that's exactly when you get done doing your duties, go inside. Yeah, but the greasy part of it still stays on, or at least I feel like it's on my hands. So that's why I would use it for hogs or in deer in another state. But otherwise here, I you know, whatever. Turkeys, remember they came out with that whole thing, oh, you know, you could get it if you get a nick and you get a migratory bird cut or something, and uh, you got to be careful of the mites and all this. I was like, geez, man. How come they don't give us well, warnings like that every day when you wake up on the radio about, you know, you're getting ready to get in your car? Death awaits you. I mean, every day you take that chance and, you know, as soon as you walk out the door and go, start it up I, and go. Anybody who wants to wear rubber gloves, more power to them. I just, I, like I said. And it's I a think, choice. Would I you wear a mask? I'm more exposed due to cuts when you, I wear them. Would you well, wear a mask yeah. while you're out cleaning a deer? No. No. Swamp rabbits? I would wear a mask and I'd put, like, aqua velva all over it. They smell so bad. They just stink to high heaven, man. You're killing me, Smalls. That's the only time I'd wear a mask. Do they even make aqua velva anymore? Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> He's got a stock. Trier uses it. How do you think he gets that beard so white? Bleaching it with aqua velva. I make my own beard oils. I do not buy any mass-produced product. Crisco and aqua velva. <laughs> Bacon there grease. you go. Bacon fallow, dear fallow, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I have I, ha- I have a vintage. I, I'm showing I'm showing the guys a picture. I have a vintage <laughs> bacon grease canister that I keep at home, and I I used it yesterday. Still again. do too. <laughs> That's yep. Awesome. I don't refrigerate it or nothing. It just sits there on the counter whenever I need oil. You should, you should, you should have those remade. You can sell a million of them. All right, we're gonna take a break. It is a big. Bacon beard grease. Oh, yeah. That's the smell that keeps giving. We'll be right back. Because it's not Betty's Diner or whatever it is. It's, it's the only song you actually even know. What's the name of that song? You can get anything you want okay, at Alice's Restaurant. Yeah, whatever. Betty's Diner. Guthrie. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Arlo Guthrie. Yeah, Arlo Guthrie. 27 8 by 10 color glossy photos with pictures and arrows. No? I have no idea what you're talking about. All I know is it's like you, a 38 minute Just go back to dog. Big and Wild and listen to the best of. You'll it's like a 38 it. minute song. I, 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 am, I am. What about sitting, the motorcycle song? Uh, same, no. same artist, no? no? No, Arlo Guthrie is never a fan. You'd like that one because that's all about flaunting authority. The only one, well, then I could listen to uh, Rage Against <laughs> the Machine for that, He man. stops at every Swift Mud sign and says, oh, let me listen to that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Raging Against the Machine, uh, one of the benefits of working in the firearms industry um, is you get to meet very interesting individuals Schreiner and I were talking a little bit off the air about some of the people that breeze through our lives briefly and how scary some people can be and then how knowledgeable others can be and then how no, totally you got to back, the you gotta back up for just a second though the sad part is is 
scary, yes, but then sometimes, unfortunately, they're right. Well, uh, you know, Schreiner, I told him, I said, you know, there's sometimes where you have this, uh, you know, beautiful woman who walks in and is looking for a nice little handgun, and then goes ahead and gives you the entire uh, QAnon um, conspiracy thing from back to front to whatever, and then leads off into branches of other, and you're just sitting there going, "What in the world do you do all day?" Seriously, research the truth. Jeez, ah, man, what do you do? Where do you get this? No- anyway, so yesterday. At around 5-ish o'clock, um, all of a sudden I noticed that there were a lot of individuals that were now coming in and they were buying copious amounts of 7.62 by 39. Tulia ammunition, Russian-made, Seller Bella, things like that, you know, uh, cases. They weren't buying like two or three boxes anymore. They were buying 10 to 20 or 30 boxes of 7.62 by 39. So the last guy, I said, uh, hey, you going shooting this weekend? What's the deal, man? Because you got like 20 boxes of ammo. When I say that, it's the little boxes, you know, the little tiny ones that have 20 rounds in them, you know. So It's I, sad when they, you talk about little boxes being 20 rounds because, <clears throat> you know, when you're deer hunting, I mean, 20 rounds may last you couple of many seasons. years. Yeah, sure. No, but this is, yeah. <laughs> so he said, no, I'm just stocking up because of what just came down the pipe that uh, Russia, you know, uh, that the United States government has just banned the importation of of uh, Russian ammunition and firearms. And I said, where in the world did you hear that? Because I haven't seen anything about that all day. And he said, man, it's all over the Internet if you know where to look. And I said, okay. And so I started looking, and sure as a world, I go and I find the State Department's website and that's where all roads lead to there. And so just for you out there who may know or may not know, I got this off of their official website. Uh, According to the CBW Act sanctions, this is a description of the sanctions. Pursuant to the Chemical and Biological Weapons Control and Welfare Elimination Act of 1991, the CBW Act, the United States will impose a second round of sanctions on the Russian Federation over its use of a Nova Chalk, I think it is, or Cock or whatever Chunk nerve agent in August of 2020, poisoning Russian opposition figure Alesky Navalny. I think that's how you say his name. So because this guy was killed with a chemical weapon that they assume was done by Russia, New sanctions imposed today under the CBW Act. Don't tell me that the government will not use something to make something else happen. Restrictions on the permanent importations of certain Russian firearms. New and pending permit applications for the permanent importation of firearms and ammunition manufacturer located in Russia will be subject to a policy of denial. So... What you're saying is... I'm not saying they are. What you're saying is pretty soon Russia is going to move their stuff to Moldova and then or we're going to get a, our shipments from another country. And additional Department of Commerce exportation restrictions on nuclear and missile-related goods and technology mm. pursuant to Import Control Reform Act of 2018. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get myself any Russian ICBMs, but it says these conclude uh, these sanctions 
will also include a continuation of measures imposed on March 2nd, 2021, as well as 2018 and 2019 in response to the poisoning of Sergey and his daughter, along with the waivers associated with these sanctions for more information, blah, 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 blah. These latest sanctions on Russia pursuant to the CBW Act will take effect upon the publication of the Federal Register Notice expected on September 7th, 2021, and they will remain in place for a minimum of 12 months. The sanctions can only be lifted after a 12-month period if the executive branch determines and certifies to Congress that Russia has met several conditions described in the CBW Act 22 USG, blah, 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 providing reliable assurances that there will be no use chemical weapons in violation of international law. It is not making preparations to use chemical weapons in the future. It is willing to allow international inspectors to verify those assurances and make restitution to Mr. Naval. What that all has to do with banning ammunition and firearms, I have no idea. Do you? They're just trying to. Their only purpose is to try and put a hurt on Russia. Sanctions. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But, but it's just another way to impose sanctions to make it look like something else. They're trying to justify sanctions. Yeah. They're trying to justify. They're not looking the, to hurt you. They're promoting you. At, have it made here in the United States. Come on. Well, somebody be, else would have turned around and promoted United States, you know, you would have been praising them. I would be all right with that if the United States' main battle rifle was a 762 by 39 But since it's not... So you're saying people picked the wrong caliber. Why would they pick the wrong caliber? I can't tell somebody what they need. <laughs> you did me once. <laughs> no, I asked you why you needed it. No, you said you didn't need it. I said, it. what do you need with it? Or do we have to start this conversation I, again? I so never, anyway. I never smiled so big when I got you to say I didn't need my 300 Win Mag. So anyway, <laughs> it just goes to show you that, yes, there are some things that, you know, start off as conspiracy on the Internet that turn out to be true. Because this, if you go, I don't know if Shriner's looking for it or, or getting more information on it, but, but it started off with a guy literally out of North Carolina who uh, is one of these people, I guess, who, you know, peruses this kind of stuff on the Internet all day. And he found the State Department, uh, this issuance, and went on his phone and showed it and well, did a live YouTube thing. And next thing you know, boom, by, by 5 o'clock that afternoon, dudes were coming in and buying well, 762 by 39 Russian And the sad ammo. part about it is, truthfully, the fact that you have to find out stuff like that in those ways well, and that they're that sneaky about it as far as... What, what do you mean sneaky? It, it's on their website. Would you ever have heard about this on the news? Ever? That's what I'm saying. Ever. I don't know. I don't own a gun that I would. But get would any you have that. ever heard but the that's, story? That's the point that I'm trying to make. Is is there's things that actually need to be reported and need to be put out there. Well, that there's a lot more important things that's covering our news right now. What, uh, exactly. What's going on over in Afghanistan? Afghanistan. Well, yes. Come on. I'm sorry. No, I get. That, I'm. That, you're that's, no. That's 100 agree. That, that's a hot mess. Okay. Hot messes, but being polite about it. No, it it, it was always going to be. It's a he, hot mess, but it's should, also be rolling. But that's just my personal. It's opinion. a hot mess, but it's also when a hot mess is happening somewhere across the the pond, 
is usually when things like this get snuck through That's and, what I'm and under the noses well, that, of the American hey, people. I told people all the time, you know, Trump has you all turn around and focus on this little golden globe out here. You better be looking at what's going on in the background. We did it, too. Did what, too? Uh, distractions. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about this one here is one where it actually made it to the Internet spread like wildfire instantaneously the, and by the by five uh, o'clock in the afternoon people I, were hoarding uh seven six two uh, by thirty nine. Okay, I have a question for you. Let's say I know a shop that has a whole bunch of that. Should I be going out there as an investor and investing in it? Sure, why not? Because there are not there are manufacturers in the United States that make that caliber round mm -hmm. but it's not as cheaply made. It's usually made for hunting. It's like a saw so, point so or a what? hollow point or something like that. So to find Russian-made ammunition for that, the gun that, that was invented by the Russians. That brand that had a T as the first of it. What, what was that? The brand that has a T? The, 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 Tulamo? To, yeah. If I found that box of 20 rounds or whatever they... 50 or whatever they come in, what what, 20. what would be my price that I would... Eight bucks. What if it was nine? Nine bucks. Yeah. What? When should I buy it? What? What? What price should I buy that? Well, you at? should buy it right now when it's eight dollars and ninety-five cents for twenty rounds instead of waiting until there is none, and all of a sudden now it's twenty-six dollars. You do a Carlos and put it on GunBroker for yeah, fifty dollars right a bottle. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to look at you got to look at five, five, six, five, five, six. If I had five grand I'm almost to done. blow, I'm almost done. When you look at five, five, six. When you could go get it for thirty-five cents, forty oh, cents Lord. a round, and then all of a sudden, when the toilet paper shortage and COVID hit, next thing you know, it's a dollar twenty, dollar thirty-five, dollar fifty a round. It doesn't sound like much till all of a sudden you go, that thing holds thirty rounds. I'm blowing forty dollars oh, every time wait. I go shoot this thing. Wait, you mean twelve months ago when you could buy gas for a dollar eighty cent a gallon, and now it's three dollars and something a gallon? Pretty, pretty much that kind of same mentality. So. That's because we're using more now. Uh, is that what it is? <laughs> Shriner's not. I think you walked halfway to, halfway to work today. Did you push your car he, halfway to work? I think he flew. <laughs> I'd roll out of bed till 6.30. I knew how long it takes <laughs> me to get here. Literally. All I know is it hasn't even hit the major announcements yet. It's not on the NRA's website. It's not on Outdoors Unlimited website. It's not on anything but all over, it's all over the internet, and it is true. So there well, you, you go. Want to learn things? Hang out at a gun store. There you so, go. So we'll ask. I just want to know the price I should buy at, and how long I should hold on to it. It is a big one outdoors. <laughs> it's like gold. We're gonna be right back. We'll take a break. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, and Shriner with you this morning here live at the Beasley Broadcasting Empire. If you want to uh, call in, I'm sorry, you, you know you're always welcome to. It's 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. Tim Sim waiting yeah. on your phone call. Yeah, I was about to say, your uh, buddy that I missed last week. No, no, he hasn't Ever called. call in? No, although I did hear uh, 
that he uh, called the radio station or someone claiming to be him called a couple times wanting to know what time the show was on. So uh, I was hoping maybe to hear from him. Anyway, I wanted to get back to the uh, 762 by 39 shortage that will be uh, coming here pretty soon. And Bill George brought up an interesting thing that said, uh, aren't there any manufacturers here in the United States that make it? And I said, sure, there are. Um, uh, But when you look at Hornady or Winchester or Federal or anybody that makes that particular round um, for uh, 762 by 39, uh, it's mostly for hunting. So going from a... $8 box of 20 rounds to $26 or more for 20 rounds is quite a jump. I mean, uh, the reason why is because usually if they make 762 by 39 it's for hunting. It's a soft point. It's a hollow point. It's uh, a special round. Hornady makes, you know, the ballistic tip and all that stuff for, for hunting because, believe it or not, it's a good little round to hunt with. There's not a lot of recoil. It's about the same as a 30-30. You know, and uh, well, your three hundred blackouts and stuff like that. Exactly, it's, all... it's a it's a it's a good little round, especially for a beginner. And there's plenty of manufacturers who make a bolt action version of it or a semi auto version. I've had several of them in camp. Ruger makes the you know their um, their uh, famous ranch rifle in uh, seven six two by thirty nine. So uh, there's a lot of people that use it, and a lot of people go out and that's their mess around gun. You got a twenty two, and you get the the 762 by 39 and the reason why people bought it is because the ammo was always cheap because you could get it out of Russia or you could get it out of Serbia or Belarus or wherever it is because you got to remember, it's the number one well, battle rifle across the world. There are more AK-47s around the world than there are people in certain, country, in certain countries. So it's everywhere. So there's okay. trillions of tons of the ammo. So it's it's out there. And you can get it from just about anywhere. So now that they have the sanctions from Russia, um, you know, you're going to try to find it, I don't know, maybe out but, of China. But how or, much of that ammunition does come from Russia? How oh, big, a lot how of big, it. How big of a hit is that going to be? Well, you got to figure, uh, let's see, Silver Bear, Golden Tiger, Kulamo, uh, the little white packages. I don't even remember the names of those ones. But Wolf. One Wolf. That's a- uh, there's probably at least, I'd give you a minimum of probably 10 brands that come out of the Russian, whatever they call it now, Federation or whatever it is, that come out of that area. Now, some comes out of Serbia. Some comes out of uh, the Bosnia area. Not too much out of Poland. But uh, there are some out of Czechoslovakia, but uh, for the most part, the bulk of it comes out of the Russian, whatever they call it, the United Federation or whatever it is nowadays. So there's a lot of it. So it's going to well, make quite an impact. And you made good, you were making a good point during the break, like we were talking about it, and we deal with it with the archery stuff and all that too. You get a lot of these manufacturers like the Hornady or the Winchester, the Remingtons, and all the people like that. That I guess you could say that caliber is not something when they're looking at manu- mass manufacturing nine millimeters, forty fives, three oh eights, three hundred Win Mag. You know the the bread and butter. I guess you could say rounds. You know stuff like that's going to get kind of shoved off to the side because. You know. Well, it's not on the high on their uh, bucket list to get yeah. out there to the uh, to the masses. Although, 
A smart manufacturer would see a hole in uh, an area that needs to be fed. They got plenty of and holes. And so they will see. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying right <laughs> they now. Got you've got plenty of holes to try and fill. Right now, just trying to find 30, 30, 30 out 6, uh, 270, and all the other popular calibers is like pulling eye teeth out of a tiger. I mean, it, it's, it's not as easy well, to find as you think it is. And, and I didn't realize it, too. And I know you had said something to me about it before. You got companies now, they're having to differentiate your ammunition between target ammunition and hunting ammunition. And I had somebody ask me that the other day, What's and they were like, difference? "That well, that you're the same issue I had. So we went the other day, and I didn't know this until you said this to me and Jimmy Moreland, the guy that does my reloading. When it says target on the box, it's a target ammo that is made basically for shooting the steel targets and stuff like that, that when it hits the steel targets, it disperses and blows up versus a hunting round that's made to hit and actually put some transfer energy into the animal that's why you know you get a lot of people walk in there and they're like oh you got 308 great and they're like grab it and you're like that's target are you gonna use this for uh shooting at targets or uh you're gonna use front i was gonna use it for hunting i'm like nah man it's full metal jacket can't use it when you get to full metal jacket that's not hunting but I wouldn't really call that target. But you would no. be—you'd be surprised how many people just a bullet's a bullet. Yeah. And they just like, oh, it says two, two, three on there, and I could use it for hunting. And I'm like, no. Now here's the. This is a perfect example. You go in there. There's two, two, three. There's five, five, six. There's two, two, three. There's five, five, six. Five, five, six. Full metal jacket. The one next to it, it says LAP. That means light armor piercing. So you got that one. And then you got the Winchester, and then you have the Hornady. You have the 223 and the 223. These are soft points. These are ELDXs. ELDXs, $36 a box. The Winchesters, $29 a box. You go over to the full metal jacket, 12 bucks. Go to the light armor piercing, $11. So people come in, they go, well, I'm going to get the $11 or $10 box and hunt with that. And you go, dude, you can't use that in the state of Florida. That's it. You if can't you're hunt going with hunting. $30 for 20 rounds is going to be less than the gas to get you there and back. That is true. But you got to think as Don't a human thing. Don't skimp on your bullet. You got to think as a human thing. Come on now. I mean, a human, you look at it and you go, well, it's Winchester, man. This is like $36 a box. I can get this whole thing $20 for like uh, $10 for half the price. Well. Just and you're use, like, yeah, dude, and you can't, you can't hunt with it. one as your Fallon shot. And you can't, uh, you can't hunt with it. So, <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, but that goes sad, with anything. The sad part about it was uh, Jimmy was telling me this story at the expo. When we were there, a guy did the same thing we're sitting here talking about. He bought the target ammunition for a 300 wind mag and 180 grain and shot an elk. And they said literally, luckily, the guide was behind him. Said he shot the elk, and the elk took the hit and kind of stood there for a second. Well, the guide instinctively shot the elk and dropped him. They skinned the elk out. The first round he shot went probably six inches, maybe, right behind the – I mean, barely made it. Made it the rib cage. Barely, barely made any penetration whatsoever. Because he had know. a target round? Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's scary well, stuff, man. And that's – I mean, and that's the sad part. Like, we dealt with it in the archer so, industry – when they came out with all these micro diameter arrows and all this other stuff, it drove me crazy because we had so many cases of people, and it's just like you say with the bullets, 
they would hang the broadheads next to each other, same broadhead, same packaging, same everything, except for the little small writing in the corner. Oh, this is made for the hit insert, blah, blah, blah. This is for standard. Well, hey, man, I'm here at such and such picking up. Uh, there's broadheads. Oh, yeah. Grab two of them. Grab me two packs. Uh, then you get out to Podunk, wherever you're hunting, and, oh, wait, these don't fit my arrows. Um, <laughs> Good luck finding broadheads. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where if someone fills the gap, that'd be all right. But for the time being, you're going to have people out there that are going to be uh, hoarding it up just like toilet paper or anything else, bro. And once the word – I see what happened within – Let's give it 10 hours. Let's say when the guy put the video up till 5 o'clock in the afternoon. This is today's a new day. And that word is spread all over the internet. So what do you think today's going to be like? And then what do you I think the next day is going to be like? I'll go look. I'll and, go look to see how much. Well, you know, it's going to spread. And when it does. 5, 10, 20 grand. How much do you think I ought to buy? <laughs> you get them gold plated to be worth a fortune. We'll be right back. Talking 22 in the break. I love I love the fact that Shriner's here and he turns the mics on because it's like all of a sudden Braden's going. He's so professional. Braden's did it, did it. Well, he, he, he gives us a warning. He's like, your mic's wrong. We're like, yeah, we're, we're talking here. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's Big I Wild Outdoors. I figure it's part of who you are. I don't know. It's Braden, Jonathan, uh, Bill, and Shriner. never stop talking ever. I, you know, somebody's got to carry the conversation. But, uh, but during the break, I announced to uh, Bill George, I said, uh, if you're really looking for, we got some. <laughs> what? Don't do it. I'm going to. I mean, that's why we're here. Well. That we actually, for the first time in literally months, we actually have real live, honest to goodness, 22 long rifles uh, ammo in the store. It actually is over 1,200 feet per second. I was like, what? <laughs> Where did you find this? And it's real legitimate good stuff, CCI, so uh, it's all good. Um, it, well, you know, you know, I turned around. I I enjoy shooting a twenty two, shooting squirrels, okay? But, and that's, I really was at one point where I was thinking I was getting close on buying a silencer or whatever you want to call them, uh, suppressor. Muffler. Muffler for my twenty two. I don't, I, my big dog, 300 Win Mag Barks. Let her bark, but that twenty-two. There's times in which uh, I realize the other game doesn't care about that little snap every now and then. But you get out there, you're waiting on a deer, and you see some squirrels, and you want to take out a few squirrels. Take out a few squirrels. Click, click, click. You know, I would. But, why wouldn't you still go but, and pursue a, a suppressor? Well, why I was. You do that? I was. They turn around at one point. They were looking like they might eliminate the tax on it. Oh, you know, so you're waiting for the government but, to make a decision. But but then it, you know, that kind of went by the wayside after one good shooting. Um, mm. So I may have to actually end up looking to pay the tax and and whatnot in order to get the suppressor. Well, get you one that uh, 22 is a little tough. Uh, sometimes you can find uh, multi 
caliber ones that exactly. were for a 22 that where you could use it for your AR if you had one and you could change it out a little bit and make it for your 22 whatever it is but Ruger and all those ones most of the manufacturers nowadays they make either their own brand for one or there are a lot of great companies that make aftermarket ones that uh, that for a 22 are just awesome they're just yeah. awesome and if you're gonna go that route do you want to keep it that way? What kind of twenty two are you talking about? What do you what do you got? What is it? Ruger ten twenty two. And you, you, well that's that's the one I would put it on. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna go step into the bounds of going ahead and getting the stamp and paying for the tax stamp and all that stuff, then go ahead and spend the money and get the integrated barrel for your ten twenty two where you're not screwing it on, screwing it off, screwing it on, screwing it off. This way it's on there permanently, so no matter what you shoot through it. It constantly has I, that same. I nice just, I, I don't even like having this conversation because what Why? drives me nuts is the fact that we have to jump through our butts to get a suppressor. Well, legally, and I mean, you don't have no, to. No, but that's what I'm, that's my point is, is you like, it, why is it, it's not where you can just like with a gun, go in, fill out your forms, Listen. get your suppressor, but yet I can watch all these people across the pond in every European country and that's all they hunt with. They have to. It's by law. But that, but, but yeah. But you turn around. I, you know me. Gray, Integrated gray, barrel. Gray, gray area. This and that. To me, there's no gray in in whether or not I need to do that legally. Nah, because yeah. then you're messing with the feds, and it's and a weapon and that's charge my point. Is a bad is, thing. Uh, it's not. It's not that I'm saying that it should be. But to me, I don't see why you can't walk in. And oh, while I'm here paying for my twelve hundred dollar rifle, I want to put a suppressor on it. Okay, here you go. Fill out this paperwork. Here you go. Get to get it done with your background check at the same time. That'd be I'd, awesome. I'd love I, to be able to do that. I, I'm with you, Jonathan, on that one. I, I don't disagree there, but unfortunately, that isn't the rule at hand. And exactly. exactly somebody else was maybe looking to tweak that and change that. Exactly, and it didn't happen. And you know, till we get somebody else in there that is willing to take on some of those type of issues, it, it, it is what it is. I was so. looking to see uh, what the pricing is in for most of the uh, 1022s for a, a fully suppressed barrel that you I, could uh, I forget pay which for. one I was looking. There was a can that I was looking at, and it was like what you said. You could put it on everything from a 1022 all the way up to a 243 or yeah but i mean if something for of those a, for a, if for a 22 unless you're gonna do your pistol with it and you're gonna do it where you change the thread and you can take it off one put it on another put it on another put it on another but if it's gonna be your main uh squirrel battle rifle why not just go ahead and just get a suppressed barrel for the whole thing and just uh, it's all integrated, ready to go, and then that way you just put it on there, and uh, do you, you don't do have to worry about it anymore. Do you still need it if it's a barrel? Hmm. What do you mean? Do Do you need the suppressor stamp if it's a barrel? Yes, because it's fully integrated uh, suppressor. Well, if it's not a brake, it it's not a muzzle brake. Then it's a suppressor. Yeah. Okay. It's it's the whole dealio. It's the the whole massive nastiness when you do that. So. So I, that's what I would do. Just go ahead and. Just do the whole thing. Chances Just are get we'll, it over with. we'll be getting some night vision before I get a suppressor. <laughs> what kind of night vision are you looking for? Are you looking for like true night vision or are you looking, looking for illuminated? I'm looking for my wife to be able to look out and see anything she wants to see at night. 
with a with a light with Hoorah. an infrared light or with uh, like the military I don't, I turn don't, it on and you got the green. I don't uh, have. Well, how's that well, feeder running? The by Taliban the way? have sixteen thousand night vision goggles. If can I buy them on eBay? Uh, <laughs> probably. I think I think they may be sharing them with China, but sure. <laughs> Hundred bucks, you can probably way, get I'm one. Not, I'm not joking about that. I no, know. I know. That's I, the sad part. No, I know you're not. You know, I, I really feel for what's going on over there right now. I, I just don't know how we could have got to that position the way we did. You know, I just. I think they got in a hurry. You know that kind of thing. I mean, I'm not making excuses for anybody. But I don't the, care if you're alligator hunting anything. You do something in a hurry. You, you usually you, you're making a mistake. End. Yeah, you usually so. make a big mistake. And as I pointed out to uh, one of the little screaming liberals who follows me on my uh, um, Facebook page, who happens to be a family relative, which always seem to be the most snarky of the bunch, <laughs> for the most part. And they say the same thing about you. Yeah, probably. I'm sure. But uh, and you know, in their company that they keep, the uh, the fact is. I said that the Boy Scouts would have done a better job of leaving because they never leave equipment behind. And if they do, it's like one stupid, Jonathan, where's your canteen? Oh, crap. I must have left it hanging on the branch. You left your canteen behind? Are you nuts? Mr. Johnson, Jonathan left his canteen behind. Turn around. Let's go back and we'll get it. (laughs) At least they wouldn't leave it behind. Right. I mean, it it is what it is. I mean... Steve Austin, of course, friend of the the show, and of course, uh, big time voice here on uh, a few of the radio stations here. He posted something on his Facebook page that I thought was pretty interesting. He posted a uh, a picture, and of course, it's of a, a Taliban fighter who's standing in front of a uh, armored Humvee, and it gives you the prices of everything that this guy is now holding in his hands. So, oh, for the yeah. armored Humvee, you're looking at two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. And then you have the, then you have the uh, scope, the optics that's on the uh, gun itself, which is around two thousand dollars. Then, of course, it has the dual lasers on the front at a good price at around nine hundred dollars. And then, of course, it's all on top of an F and H scar, which you can't touch for less than three grand. So, just well, add that up right now. They're standing in front of this one individual, is a quarter of a million dollars worth of equipment right here, just for one guy. That he gets to walk away with. I've never seen so many Hummers on television since, the, I guess, the night of Desert Storm. Seriously. If you watch the local news, I see more Hummers driving around everywhere than I see anything else. Hmm. Where are all the BMWs and the Mercedes they used to drive everywhere over there? We had 208 aircraft. Actually just had seven more helicopters last month that arrived over there. Nice. The Taliban started targeting pilots. Because they knew what would happen. About 40 to 50 of those aircraft, the pilots stole them to fly out to safety. Oh, yeah. So the pilots that we trained to fly the aircraft that we gave them, they stole them so they could go to Uzbekistan with the planes so they could get out of of Afghanistan. You kids get in. Dad's got a ride. We're out of here. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. Hour three is right around the corner.